How can socially conscious people like us, how can we fix our broken financial system that currently favors big banks, traditional corporations, and the super rich to a system that looks out for us average American citizens without using politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. In 2008, uh, America's largest bank failure happened, and it was devastating to millions of Americans. Um, and it wasn't just uh, an American crisis, this was a global crisis. But in America, um, two very large movements uh, were spawned, were, were, came out of this, this crisis. Um, one of them, started in 2009, where uh, people uh, who were angry started to protest a town hall meetings where politicians, local politicians were, were talking uh, to their members of their community, their, the people who they represent. Um, they also took to the streets. And uh, this group was very angry about how they felt uh, that uh, government was protecting these large um, big banks and uh, that the government was uh, bailing out these banks while average citizens were were getting um, the short end of the stick. Uh, and I could certainly relate to that because th that's how I felt in 2008 as well. I, I, I didn't think it was fair that the big banks were getting bailed out and um, you know, I lost, I was financially ruined in 2008 and it just, it didn't seem right. And so, and so this group was angry and, um, they, they wanted to, uh, elect, uh, politicians that would, uh, clean out the, the, the government, um, the people in the, the bureaucracy in this, in, in the government that uh, allows and protects these corporations to, to do what they want. Um, now this group, um, ended up colliding with another group, uh, that also spawned out of the 2008 financial crisis and nothing, their political objectives were, were never achieved because of this clash with this other group. Um, uh, now here, this other group, um, they started to protest in, on, in Zuccotti Park near Wall Street. And uh, they were having slogans of uh, the 1% is being favored. Um, corporations are, um, are exploitative in nature. And we need to do something to stop these banks and corporations because they're getting bailed out and us average American citizens are, um, are, are stuck with nothing. Um, and, uh, you know, they had slogans like we are the 99% and, um, they wanted, uh, to, to have things like, um, uh, to, to force, um, corporations to have a uh, minimum wage, uh, uh, to raise the minimum wage was, was one, one of their demands. And ultimately, uh, their political objectives 
uh, weren't achieved as well because they clashed with this other group. Um, now, the first group I talked about, you probably guessed it was the Tea Party movement, which now is largely credited with um, uh, turning into the nationalist or populist movement of the Republican Party, the wing, the nationalist and populist wing of the Republican Party. And you probably guessed that the second group uh, was uh, the Occupy Wall Street group. And they now have are, are credited, uh, this movement has is credited to create the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. Uh, Republicans love to call them the woke wing, uh, things like that. So what what do these two groups have in common? Well, first of all, they were they're both angry in nature. Both of them were angry at the situation. And I get that. I was angry too. Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't feel like it was right. And, uh, and I was angry, but, but here's the problem with being angry. Uh, whenever we're angry and I, I could certainly attest to this, there's this internal discomfort that we have inside and we want to release that discomfort because we don't want to hold it in. And so oftentimes we'll, we'll throw it on to, uh, somebody else. Um, and then, then now they have this internal discomfort and they don't want to have that. So they'll throw it on somebody else. And this, from, from my point of view, this is exactly what was going on with, uh, the tea party movement and the occupy movement. Uh, they both were angry at, uh, this, this crisis that happened where, uh, millions uh, of Americans got screwed while big banks, you know, they brushed themselves off. They got bailed out too big to fail. The rest of us were too little to care about. Um, and they had this in common, but instead of, uh, trying to work together to solve a problem, instead they, they, both of them are trying to force the change through, through politics. Uh, we need to force the other side because the other side's at, at fault. They're to blame. And, um, if only we could force them to do what we say, then all of our problems will be solved. Okay. So, so we're talking about anger and, and blame, and that never sits well when you're the target of the blame or the anger. Uh, it's just a never ending cycle of, of anger and blame. And, uh, in 2016, it kind of came to a head for me anyways, to be like, this, this isn't working. Um, uh, the, the tea party movement, uh, they're just angry. The occupy movement, angry, everybody's angry and, and nothing is, is happening. Um, so I, I really started to, um, look into just reactions, human reactions and, and I, I studied, uh, there's two, two people there. One is a, um, uh, philosopher and spiritual teacher. The other one's a evidence-based data-driven PhD, um, that is a founder of corporate culture shaping firm. And essentially they were both saying the same thing. Um, uh, we, when we react, it's, it's through emotion and fear and it's largely unconscious. We, something happens to us and it's a reaction. Uh, on the other side, if we respond 
we 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 think about it it's thoughtful it's conscious and it's a desire to create uh, something uh, create a solution so so that that made me think okay um the occupy movement the tea party movement that is that was just a base reaction of of being angry um at a system uh without really thinking it through uh of the solution and both tea party and occupy movement are demanding that our politicians do something they're they're demanding uh, politicians do something so what happens when there's a demand well then supply goes up all right world that's how the world works supply and demand um uh, the the progressives are demanding more regulations so guess what the supply of regulations happen um uh nationalists and populists they're demanding a politicians uh that uh want to drain the swamp so it is uh you know and and to to stop um uh, liberal agenda the liberal media to, to stop the the the, the uh, woke uh capitalism the, the war woke corporate so um and and so we have a big supply of these types of politicians now um supply and demand so and and nothing's getting solved because it's just a clash it's just a clash happening uh, so the problem is, is that ultimately, um, when we look to our politicians and we look to our, our government to solve our own problems, we are trying to force the change because that's all government can do. All they could do is make laws and regulations to to force the change. Um, so what other choices do us average American citizens have? Because in the end, uh, you know, 2008 banking crisis, nothing has changed. 2023 now we have the second and third largest banking failures uh in, in american history and you know i if if you've listened to some of my other podcasts i can't go into detail right now but it's going to happen again bank runs will happen again and banking failures will happen again um and it, it's because it's not our laws that needs to have to be changed. It's it's our behavior that needs to change. Now, what I'm saying is, yeah, very, it, it, it can sound naive and it's easier said than done. Uh, but today with, with technology, uh, with the internet and this explosion of ideas uh, that is happening out there, um, there is a great opportunity for us. Um, for one, I've mentioned that um, this too big to fail concept, it's a concentration of wealth. And we put we're putting all this money into uh, our banking system. Um, and our banking systems for profit. And uh, there's this constant pressure to constantly increase the profits every quarter. And so there's cutting corners and increasing fees and things like that. Well, instead of putting our money into this type of system, or we have a, a choice to put it into uh, credit unions, which are nonprofit. And instead of, um, uh, since they don't have profits, they, they don't, they're, they're net revenues. They're not investing them like Silicon Valley Bank did, which led to their collapse. Um, 
or you know Lehman Brothers, which led to their collapse. Uh, instead, uh, the credit unions they pump back their their net revenues into the credit union to help the community uh, to provide um, loans that have less fees, to provide services that are free, like financial counseling. Um, so that's that's one way we could be the change is simply by us taking our uh, deposits and putting them into a nonprofit system uh, where it's not about uh, trying to uh, make as much money as possible, but instead it's about serving the community, which ultimately is what we want. The other thing, credit unions are small. You know, there are some larger ones, but it, they're still very, it's dispersed. And, uh, you know, the, there was this, just because these two banks failed, there was a, you know, the stock market crash, it triggered, there's all these things. Well, credit unions, they don't trade on the stock market. Okay, so that's one way we could be the change. Uh, another way is by uh, becoming the bank ourselves. Uh, this is what I was talking about with technology. Um, we have the ability now to be uh, lenders. Uh, in 2015, the laws have changed to allow just regular average general public Americans uh, to be to have access to private lending. So what this means is, is that uh, through uh, these crowd lending platforms, um, anybody now with as little as $10 can become a crowd lender and loan money instead of loaning, letting, uh, you know, having banks loan the money and they're trying to, uh, you know, to exploitive companies. Now we can, uh, lend money to, uh, small businesses, or, uh, we can lend money to, uh, people to help, um, you know, consolidate their, their debt. Um, and by doing so, uh, anytime you or I are, are lending money, uh, we're not creating money. And this is what happens when banks are lending money. This is how money gets created. Um, they're allowed to loan money based on uh, the amount of uh, deposits that their account holders have. So if a bank has $100 billion um, and and they're only allowed to loan um, a, a percentage. They have to keep some in reserve to prevent bank runs. Uh, let's say 10% sometimes. So if they have $100 billion, they're allowed to loan $90 billion. Okay, here's another problem uh, with uh, the banks. Um, right now, our reserve requirement is zero. So they're not required to have anything held in reserve. So you don't think a bank run won't happen again? Um, I think that is uh, uh, a naive point of view. Um, so uh, we have um, this this money creation that's constantly going on, and banks they want to create as much money as possible because it increases their profits, and that way they, they because they're under this pressure to every quarter to increase their profits, so they're going to loan as much money as possible. Well, if you or I are loaning money, we're not creating it. We're actually loaning our own money and um, no money gets created and uh, it, it, it doesn't create the systemic inflation problem that we have. You know, it, it, 
not counting this horrible inflation period we have right now, you know, we, the dollar is constantly losing value. All currency constantly loses value. Um, and that's when too, there's too much money supply, too much money gets created and, and businesses can't keep up with this money creation. There's not enough goods and services, um, uh, you know, to, to counteract uh, the, the supply of money. Well, crowd lending, like I said, that, that doesn't happen. Um, and the, the other great thing is that it's, it's, it decentralizes the banking system to be spread out among all Americans. There isn't this concentration of wealth and power um, also. And this way, we can start solving our own problems. And if you think there's too, ma too many regulations, uh, well, you can in increase the demand by solving the problem, by becoming a crowd lender. Um, if you think that politicians have too much power, well, you know, you can um, solve the problem uh, by um, eliminating that their need to do something uh, by solving the problem your own. If you think corporations have too much power, if you think banks have too much power, well, you can erode that power uh, by becoming a crowd lender and disperse it among all of us. So this is why I'm so passionate about crowd investing. And I see it as a, a fundamental underlying way that we can fix our broken financial system by being our financial system. Our, our, our financial system is broken because we're not a part of it. Uh, the, the banks and the corporations are. Um, and uh, small businesses and um, you know, small entrepreneurs, um, we're just, you know, on the, on the outskirts and, and uh, the labor, just regular people who are, are working, um, you know, we don't have, uh, a, a say in, in, in politics in, in, on the big picture. We don't have lobbyists working for us. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a frustrating sense when you, when you feel powerless, but through crowd investing, you're regaining that power, uh, with the ability to to fundamentally uh, change the way things work, um, and, and so instead of reacting to our financial markets with crowd investing, you are being proactive, and now the market has to react to us. By and what 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 are they going to do? If more people are crowd investing, more people are crowd lending. Well, there's going to be more platforms that pop up to come up with this supply because now there's this demand that's happening. If we're demanding, hey, we want more platforms to crowd lend, then the supply will go up. And uh, that way, you know, we have access to even uh, to to loan different types of, of money. Um, so this is, again, um, why I'm so passionate and, and love crowd investing. Uh, my name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor. And I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to fix our broken financial system democratically without divisive protest or political actions, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.